We welcome all who come on this snowy day in Washington and those who join us by way of live stream in the communion of our charity and our prayer for you as you unite yourselves with us by that spiritual bond that knows no end between heaven and earth through his church on earth. We've been reading from the Gospel of Mark in this liturgical year, and now we are focused on the many miracles that Jesus is performing. Sunday after Sunday, we're hearing about the incredible healings that Jesus is performing for the people of his day. And here's another example. Simon mother's, Simon's mother-in-law was sick. So there are two types of miracles that generally flow through the Gospels. There are those miracles in which people come forward directly and say, Jesus, heal me. I have this affliction. I have this disease. I've been suffering. And he performs the miracle for them there. Then there are so many other miracle stories in which someone is ill, but they don't go directly to Jesus. Others come to Jesus and they ask for a healing. Either way, Jesus, we're told, answers their request and performs the miracle. So here is Peter, Simon Peter's mother-in-law, and she's not asking in today's gospel to be healed of this incredible fever that she has. They do. The apostles come to Jesus and say, she's sick. Can you do something for her? And Jesus then takes her by the hand, lifts her up. The fever is broken, and she begins with gratitude to show hospitality. Now, you and I are here today because as Catholics, we unite ourselves in the Mass in prayer, not only for ourselves and our needs, but for others. They may be sitting next to you right now in the pews, but they're also at home or abroad, in nursing homes, wherever they are, we're uniting our prayer for them. Because whether you're asking for a miracle yourself, you may also be asking a miracle for someone in need. And someone in need who may not have the faith, or someone who is weak in faith, or someone who says, I don't know how to do that, Father, but I appreciate your prayers. They mean a lot. So the Catholic Mass is a beautiful expression of the universality of prayer, because essentially it is the prayer of Jesus before the Father. So we bring to the Lord all of our needs, and in particular this day, perhaps, requests for miracles. Now, miracles don't always happen as we would like, perhaps. But they do happen. They do take place in God's way. Healing takes place. And that is a great miracle in itself. I'm sharing with you a story, a true story, that was relayed to me this morning by my sister, Kate. Kate lives with Warren in Sarasota, Florida. 
She gave me permission to share the story. I'm sure they're joining us now live. And I'd like to share that with you all. Warren has a very difficult road ahead. In health, he has pancreatic cancer. It's not a friendly disease, as you know. It's a very serious disease. And for many, many weeks, they've been trying to get vaccinations. In Sarasota, it's been very difficult for them. They've been denied 14 times trying to get the vaccination, in particular because Warren goes into the hospital tomorrow to begin chemo treatment, which will then be conducted over the course of a year or so. He needs the vaccination. He needs to be ready for that chemo. He has to be at his best under the circumstances. So my sister, Kate, is a nurse by her own profession. And they drove two hours somewhere to a hospital hoping that they could get vaccinated. There was a line. It wasn't easy. It seemed like they would be denied once again. It's difficult. It's hard. And I think many of you can relate to this with your parents or grandparents or the elderly or those who are suffering. And this is a very difficult time for everyone. So Kate spied one of the attending nurses there and said, look, my husband, he's really in need. He's got to be vaccinated, please. And the man looked at someone else and said, do it. He must be vaccinated. And Warren was. And his mood has gone from a one to an eight because he's ready for chemo tomorrow. What an amazing story of faith. But an amazing story about angels. Because when we call upon people to help, even if we ourselves feel so weak and vulnerable, we can call on someone and say, I have a need. And I'm sure many of you have had that experience where someone just pops into your life, you've never seen them before, You've never met them before. You don't even know their name. And they say, I'll take care of that. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Under all those odds against their getting vaccinated, and there were hundreds, I'm sure, who've been trying, this was a last-ditch effort. And she made an act of faith to say, he needs help. That's what the apostles were doing. Warren didn't ask for it. His wife did. Sometimes we don't want to ask. Sometimes we don't feel worthy to ask the Lord for help. Maybe we feel as though he won't hear our prayer. Or maybe we've been praying for that cure or 
some kind of miracle all our lives and it just hasn't happened. And we get disappointed and we get very, very depressed about it. Just like Job in today's first reading. Job says, is not man's life on earth a drudgery? So I have been assigned months of misery and troubled nights have been allotted to me. If in bed I say, when shall I rise? Then the night drags on. I'm filled with restlessness until the dawn. My life is like the wind. I shall never see happiness again. Now that's what we call probably clinical depression. I will never see happiness again. My life is without purpose. There is no hope. I'm a loser. My life has come to an end. And what Job didn't know is what the apostles knew. That even in the midst of the storms of that depression, that anxiety, those fears, those doubts, there is hope. There's always hope. If you give hope just a little room to maneuver, if you open the door just a little bit, our Lord can open it much wider. And if you can't open it yourself, there are people who will. And so they will pray for you as we pray for Warren and Kate and for all of you who are suffering and all those that you know who are suffering who join us by way of spiritual bond here at St. Anne's and around the world where we offer this Mass in union with them, for the living, for the dead, for all. Because in the Gospel, don't miss the cue, very important detail. Jesus was known for doing these miracles within his own family, that is, his own region of Galilee. We're told that people were bringing hundreds and hundreds of people to them. The whole town was gathered at the door. Can you imagine? That must have been thousands of people. The word got out. And Jesus performs these miracles well into the evening. He's exhausted. He gets up early the next morning and he goes to the desert. He often does that just to rest and to get away from the crowds. Notice what they said. Everyone is looking for you. Can you imagine people clawing at Jesus, just clawing to touch him? And we're told that so many times that power went out from him as they touched his very cloak and they were healed. In his human nature, he must have been so exhausted. And he often was and went off to the desert to pray. But when they find him, they say, come back to us. He says, no, I've got to move on to other, other villages. Let's go. And then says, for this purpose have I come. So he doesn't just stay with his own. He brings that message and that power to others, that is to the Gentiles ultimately. And this is the mission of the church, that we bring this message not just to our own, our own family, our own familiar circumstance, but to take that 
beyond the bounds of our homes, wherever we are, in God's providence, we are there to be messengers of healing for people in need. Look at yourself as an angel. You say, I'm not. Oh, yes. You can be an angel of mercy, just as that orderly was in the hospital for Warren. You can do things because you know the power of the miracle you have experienced. You know the power of the miracle that's about to happen, which we never should take for granted, that bread and wine become miraculously the body and blood of the God-man Jesus. Amazing. So if he has that power to cure, which he does, if he has that power to heal, we can share that with someone in need and pray for them and offer this Mass for them because that power goes out from this church and every church by virtue of his body and blood for you and for all so that they may be healed. Finally then, remember, we don't always know the form a healing takes. Sometimes we've asked for that healing, as I said, and it doesn't come the way we want. But that doesn't mean that we don't get what we need because so often we get healings in different ways. Every year, for countless years, the Order of Malta, for example, has been taking the sick, seriously sick people to Lourdes every year, to the waters there. And no doubt the sick and their sponsors are praying for that miraculous physical healing, cancers of all sorts, terrible diseases, young and old people. And you see them from all over the world, thousands and thousands. Eight million pilgrims go to Lourdes every year. Eight million. That's amazing. And some receive the physical healings, others don't. And those who don't are a little depressed about it because they had hoped. But they return home and reflecting on this in their hearts, other graces of miracles occur. They have greater faith. They're more at peace. They've accepted. These are also great miracles. So whatever form it takes, the Lord will not only give us a miracle, it might not be what we want, but it is what we need. And that's a beautiful thing. So today, after the Our Father, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, remember that beautiful prayer united with me as I say, deliver us, O Lord, from every evil. Grant us peace in our days. By your mercy, keep us free from sin and safe from all distress. Pray that for yourselves. Pray that for Warren. Pray that for everyone because the Lord can heal. The Lord will do that. He said so. He does not deceive.